Hey everyone and welcome to the Technology Podcast. This week we are joined by Roman Garda, Department Head of CNC Mechatronics Division EMEA at Mitsubishi Electric. As a successful leader himself, Roman gives insights on his leadership style and how he builds a workplace culture. He also talks about the impact of COVID-19 on Mitsubishi's future roadmap. If you enjoy this episode, don't forget to follow us on Spotify and LinkedIn at Technology Magazine. Hi, is that Roman? Hi, William. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Fine. Everything good in Germany currently. So, hey, so are you working from home? No, I don't work from home. This is actually my office. So, oh, fantastic. So, oh. so it's not like um, we are half half in the office, half in the um, half at home, so it, it depends what what uh, topic is on the day. So if you have to right. sign something, or or uh, sometimes also you have to talk to the team. Yeah. Uh, we do most of it. We do online, but but sometimes you have to let's say show face because we have here in the in uh, Düsseldorf we also have a warehouse. So the okay. people in the warehouse they cannot work from home. So we have a repair shop with electrical repair, so mm-hmm. they cannot work. Uh, from home so it would be let's say um, not the best if i don't show up um, for yeah. three months or whatever well that's good but um, yeah I wonder, I wonder if you're ready we can just sort of jump straight into them okay so i, I wonder if you could just tell me a little bit about yourself and, and your journey to your current role so um my name is roman gaida as you know already i so i'm working for mitsubishi now three years mm-hmm. but actually i'm working i'm now 38 and i'm working since um 21 years now, 1999, I started uh, as an, uh, a, with an apprenticeship as a cutting mechanic, so programming machines in the, in the shop floor. Mm-hmm. So I did that for, for almost 10 years working in shifts, uh, did further education on the weekends to get a higher degree to, um, for the allowance to study. Um, then I studied uh, economical engineering with a focus on, on marketing and, and sales. Um, after that, I was... Um, approached by a technology company from Switzerland um, to, to lead the, or to build up a new business unit with an existing technology. Um, I did that globally. I was in Japan, China, Korea, USA. Um, then the, this uh, Swiss uh, technology company um, did an acquisition with another big company. So I had to do the post-merger integration of one uh, BU. And uh, after that, it was um, approached by Mitsubishi Electric to lead their um, sales and marketing department for Europe. Um, also already with the plan to lead the whole division in the future. So that was across like my uh, professional career. And, and after the um, economical engineering studies, I did an MBA at the University in St. Gallen and the RWTH in Aachen, which is a, also, I guess, in the UK, a well-known university, uh, MBA in technology and innovation management. And... Um, since two years now, I'm a head of division from the CNC department of Mitsubishi Electric from the EMEA region. So more, probably more um, Central Europe and in Spain and, and also in UK, we have a big customer there who's in, in Booster, um, company Mezak, you might know, uh, we are producing um, all the electric parts, and, um, but also in the Middle East and South Africa. Awesome, man. Obviously, we're going through some challenging times right now. I wonder, what do you consider the, the, the essential traits of, of leadership? And has that changed during the pandemic? 
I would say so, but the good thing we started our digital and cultural journey already three years ago. Um, I guess within in, in the middle of a crisis, it's not easy to change a culture uh, to a to an to an offline culture that works during a, a pandemic situation. You have to do that ahead. So the, I'm very glad that I started this when I arrived at Mitsubishi Electric. So um, I, I would say major thing is um, the three years before or the 10 years or 20 years, most of the time the people haven't had any fear to lose their jobs or fear of um, fear of um, health. And now they had both. So in the last three months or now it's, let's say, it's getting a little bit better because the people get used to the situation. Um, but at the beginning and the end of February, it started already here in, in, in Ratingen and, or in Dusseldorf at our headquarter because one uh, person was on the carnival party where the, the first case occurred in Germany. So um, he was not affected, but we had a, let's say, emergency status already at end of February where we had to send everybody had, uh, back home. So we had a kind of a, a pre-warning before the lockdown. And the, the, the biggest challenge was <clears throat> to create awareness for a critical business and health situation, but is at the same time, um, create an environment that, that is a little, not uh, fearing too much because fear is not a good um, driver for performance and change. I would say that changed, changed a lot. And how would you sort of describe the culture that you try to promote um, at the company? When I started, the, the company was, um, or the division that I lead, uh, was led by one person for the last 25 years. So it was every, everything was established, nothing changed for the last 25 years. No, not, not much people were hired because it was, um, uh, was not necessary. The, the, the growth was uh, moderate, it was okay. Um, so they were not used to change. They didn't have any workshops. They didn't do um, uh, much developments. So at the, at the beginning, we started with a digital transformation where we said um, we need to bring all these manual uh, processes that they have currently and all the data that they're not using, but they have um, into a new system. Uh, second was to, to um, create a new IT structure that, that backs all this up. And at the same time, um, create a, a cult or start a cultural journey that underlines all this because I guess the uh, digital is 10% tech and 9% and human. So if they are not uh, feeling uh, good and um, let's say well informed, they will not go go uh, together with you. So we had to create common values, um, and they um, we had to establish them before any crisis occurs. So we did that. Um, during 2019 or 2018, where the business is going extremely well. So we, we overshooted our budget, um, a double digit, because the industry was doing so well. But the problem when it's going very well, uh, nobody, um, let's say, understands the need of change. So when we came with the consultancy that we named later and said, okay, we're going to look at all our processes and look how we can do, uh, can change these historic processes into uh, to the next level everybody said so why need why should we do that because we we are growing every year um we 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 are doing great sales we we have uh, great uh, margin everything is super uh, why should we change anything so that was the biggest challenge to really say okay uh, change is not only needed when it goes um if, if the business goes down but it's also needed when you when you have good times to prepare for the bad times and that was good that we did this we created common values 
Um, they um, were established way before the crisis, and it was really easy to, to, to change from the normal operating mode to the um, corona crisis operating mode and home office because um, the leadership, our leadership, let's say values, um, were the same. So if you, if you have common values, the, the, the how you um, interpret the leadership in, in every small team that we have, so I have 12 uh, leaders in my team, um, they have individual leadership styles, but if you have common values, the end um, product is the same. So that, that was, I guess, the, the main um, reason why it worked so well. I wonder if you could uh, give me sort of a just a top-down view of, of Mitsubishi Electric and then the role of the CNC department within that. So when you look at Mitsubishi Electric, of course, it's a really big company. So more than 100,000 employees in all around the world, um, many different and very diverse business units from um, uh, air condition systems is well known from Mitsubishi Electric to satellites, to artificial intelligence, to robots. And we are um, one division in the whole um, factory automation business unit um, where also the robots are, um, are integrated and the EDM, the, um, the wire um, machines and um, Mitsubishi Electric CNC is a department that provides the software, the hardware, and the drives for all CNC machines of our big OEMs, um, uh, which we work together since more than 40 years now. For example, as I mentioned, Mazak is one, Yamasaki Mazak is one of the biggest producer from um, numerical controlled machines in the world. Um, they are used in aerospace, they are used in automotive and medical um, applications, and we do um, the service for them. So more than um, Let's say I don't, we cannot name the number of it, but uh, it's a lot of uh, thousands of machines all over Europe where we do service and where we provide spare parts for it. And we repair the machines also if it's an electrical issue. And we also do sales here in Germany and R&D. So the headquarter of CNC Europe is here in uh, Düsseldorf, Ratingen, um, where we have 80 people who repair, who um, ship the parts all over um, Europe. And in all the countries, we have uh, teams of uh, field service engineers and sales engineers, and also um, APART stocks in every country. And what would you say are the sort of the, the, the use cases for CNC technology that you, you offer to companies? Let's say when, when we offer to companies, like um, if ZF, for example, offers an engine to, to VW. So it, it means the, the company that, that creates a machine, they are looking for um, a machine, for example, or a new market in the dental spines or in the, in the uh, blade manufacturing for aerospace. And they say, okay, we have the idea to, to create this and that machine for this and that product, end product. Then they ask us, okay, what kind of, um, of uh, axis control do we need? Three axis, four axis, five axis control. Um, to manufacture these parts perfect for this um, industry. That means, okay, we, for example, for the um, mobile phone applications or for dental splines, you need a really small machine with a higher currency, for example. And then we provide the, from our different portfolio of our systems, the perfect drives, the, the amplifiers and the um, soft and hardware for this machine, for this market and this product. And then it goes, for example, we build the machine about 
takes about one and two one to two years to build the machine. We have a finished prototype. Then the the, um, the OEM is testing it with the first end user, for example, engine blade um, or aerospace engine blade manufacturer. Then they say, okay, this and that needs to change a little bit, and then we create a new version of the machine, and then we go into serial production, and that's the way we go. And after that, for example. Um, uh, 15,000 of these machines are produced, sent all around the world, and we do the service and the spare part for it and create um, or provide the whole network for, for our key OEMs. And, and you mentioned the, the transformation um, earlier. I wonder if you could speak a little bit about some of the, the systems that you've introduced to enable that. So um, I would not really say, let's say, um, we cannot uh, name it as a system um, because we, it, everything was customized. So. Okay. Um, at the beginning, we started to make a gap analysis or um, an evaluation of, of things that could be changed or that need to be changed or um, need to be changed because um, the environment of our customers or the needs of our customers uh, are changing in the future. Or uh, we have a lot of data that we not use properly because, for example, for predictive maintenance, you, you need to use the data or to estimate the stock um, you need predictive um, um, tools. And uh, there we were working together with the company EY and we said to them, hey, we have the knowledge and the experience. You have the knowledge and the experience about the theoretical way to, to um, make a blueprint for new designs and uh, new processes in, in that particular part, in supply chain, in um, repair, and um, for example, the, the offering, uh, the order, ordering system was one big thing. I cannot go too much into detail because of course we only have four major competitors in the world and it's, it's, everything is a little bit, uh, you don't want to make too much noise with these things. Sure. Um, but we, for example, I would say we created 20 to 30% more efficiency in, in these departments that we have more time for new developments. That means before we were, you are in a big company, you're almost, you can be busy only with yourself. If you want to, sending a paper from from this desk to this desk, taking the paper, sign it, scan it, send it to this one. He prints it out, goes to another one and print it out again. So this was the way, let's say, you do business before. And now um, you can you can a lot of steps that that were manual are totally um, automized now. And also we can make use of all the data that we have when um, machine parts are coming back. We have a central repair shop here. In, in Düsseldorf-Wattingen, um, where all the parts the, the, that are, for example, that we exchanged in the machines are coming back. So we know what, what was the reason that this part fails? What was the reason that this part failed? And what was the reason that this part failed? And all these data we are now using to predict, okay, what is the impact? Uh, how long will this uh, drive run in the future? Um, what can we do to have really uh, just in time and delivery and not too much stock in our warehouse we have a delivery time from our factories where it's produced in japan so that is also a time that we have to keep in mind and all these things we we made a little bit smarter for example the efficiency or the the time that we are that we um gained with all these initiatives we could use for new business models so we um just in the last six months or eight months, we started a um, design thinking process for remote services. And then we did a business model innovation workshops. We did value proposition, value proposition matrix uh, workshops to see, okay, is, it, is there a need in the customer? Is there a pain that we can 
um, reduce. Then we created an MVP and minimal viable product. And then we launched it to the market within, in the middle of the Corona crisis, we had, uh, we used Google glasses for the, for the technical department um, to see failures at the machine and support them by our technical department that are in-house and are allowed to travel anymore. So this is things that we really uh, could do because we had the time uh, because everything else um, was not man manual anymore. And also um, the company Atest um, that um, you also mentioned in, in your questions um, was the company that said, okay, um, now we created with the, with the process, um, process and project management um, expertise of EY, the blueprints designed with our experience from our market. And now we need to create new tools out of this blueprints out of these new processes. And this is um, where Atos comes into the game, where we said we are working together, I guess, with Atos um, more than 10 years in Mitsubishi Electric now. Mitsubishi Electric has a quite unique um, way, um, Western culture combined with Japanese tradition. So it's not easy sometimes for uh, third parties or um, supplier to understand us and the way we do um, um, business and projects, but ATOS knew that since 10 years and could, let's say, easily create um, customized solutions for us out of these blueprints that we did with, with EY. And at the same time, I started to do leadership trainings um, with my 12 um, department and um, team leaders to really, um, let's say, underline all these technical developments with a cultural journey that the people understand this change is needed, that we come from a transactional to a transformational um, leadership culture where uh, transparency, empathy, um, information sharing and working together in lower hierarchies um, where this is much more, let's say, normal than somebody that needs to tell you what you need to do. So the good thing now in the crisis situation was that all the teams were working like this already due to the digital and uh, cultural transformation, um, that there was no doubt that it, that it will work because everybody was, was used to share information and also ask questions. The, in, the, in former working cultures, the problem is always that workers have uh, a problem to ask the questions because they don't want it to look stupid or um, they don't want to show someone else fear that they are fearing of the health or fear um, about their job or that they have a critical situation at home. And we created an environment um, that was so open that everybody could share this information. And so it's much easier to have empathy for someone when you know they have to care, care about two childs or about the mother who cannot go out for shopping. And at the same time, reaching your goals in, in, in the job. If you're not um, in the, in, uh, if you cannot tell your boss what, um, what private problems you have now in this pandemic, it's very hard um, to explain to him why you didn't finish this job on time, for example. So the, you need to have a really open-minded um, um, environment um, to still be able to fulfill your job in such a pandemic situation. And obviously with the, the pandemic, there's lots of talk of like a new normal. Would you say that it's affected Mitsubishi Electric's roadmap or are things continuing much as they were before? I would say if you, if you look at uh, total Mitsubishi Electric, um, it does not affect um, the roadmap. I would 
uh, I would say it, it, um, it goes faster than expected, I guess, because if we talk in automation is our daily business, for example, and automation will, will be much more of interest in the future in factories because a shutdown and you have to send everybody back home um, needs that you cannot produce anymore. What if you need to produce because you have a pharmaceutical company or you have a, um, a, a, a company for food, uh, there must be an automation. Of course, it, uh, uh, some people might say that it, it, would, it will reduce jobs, but my meaning is it would create new, other new jobs. So therefore, I, I think it will, um, it will push um, our business in some ways. Of course, on the other hand, in, in traditional businesses like the automotive business and, and others is also slowing us down. But for Mitsubishi uh, Electric itself, I would say um, it's uh, uh, a downturn, but for the future, it pushes a lot of developments further. For example, artificial intelligence, um, remote services will be much more important in the future. Automation business is much more important or um, in, in uh, uh, air, air condition systems that they are much more uh, neutral to a virus, for example, or any other, other thing. So it pushes new developments. And for home office culture, I guess it's also um, quite good. I would say for my department, it was easy because I, I uh, let's say I encouraged the people before Corona already to make a day at home or um, be more flexible because I'm, I'm the, I truly believe that leading with targets is better than to leading with office time so if you are you're not a um, good worker if you stay here for 14 hours mm -hmm. instead of uh, reaching your goals so and some people have said hey i'm here for 10 hours a day i come in seven i leave at seven or eight so yeah but what is the effect of that so now for me it's much better because i had this leadership style already before and now it's much better to see okay uh, who can handle this situation and who needs more support from my side, for example, to learn how to do it, because there will be no uh, back to normal. Because I, let's say I have a um, fluctuation in this company from 13 years. That means everybody who starts here almost, let's say, goes to retire in Mitsubishi Electric. On one way, this is good because you have a lot of knowledge here and you're um, very, know, you know your customer needs very well. On the other hand, change is not easy when you're here since 15 years and then you to, to explain them um, that they can use this flexibility for themselves is also not easy but just yesterday i talked to uh, one woman in our department and she's here for 28 years now and six months ago i told her hey you drive every day for one hour to the office and you drive one hour back you can do one day home office and save two hours of your let's say private life yeah, but mm -hmm. she was always afraid that some other colleagues might uh, uh, tell her that she's not working enough or she's not here, then she's doing nothing. And now yesterday I talked to her and she said, well, it's so one or two days home office is, is so nice. I, I'm, I finished my job earlier, so I would I would love to have that um, flexibility in the future as well. So I told you six months ago, but so Corona changed it. So for some people it was quite help, helpful to to um, be more flexible and sometimes you need to be forced to. Mm -hmm. well, and obviously you've been through this transformation. Are there any upcoming projects or developments which you might be able to discuss here? Yeah, for example, um, 
in, in CNC exactly. We have um, Mitsubishi Electric have created an own uh, company in Japan for to develop um, artificial intelligence solutions, but not um, holistic. So they do it with um, products. So in in the CNC world and also in the robotic world, we will see that we create uh, we we integrate much more artificial intelligence. Uh, tools into our current products that we will see in the future. Also, the um, Assista, for example, our new cobot, it's just uh, developed um, in the last two months, or it was launched in the last two months, is now going out to the first uh, key customers. That are developments that are really uh, coming up, and they're, um, I'm, I'm happy to see them in the in the factories there. Um, well, Awesome, thank you. I think you've answered all my questions really comprehensively. But I mean, was there anything you feel that we've left out that you'd, you'd like to discuss? Oh, maybe one thing that I would uh, like to mention, especially um, when we started this um, digital journey, uh, we needed to to create a project team in in between our our departments. And I tried to make it really diverse, so people who are not working normally together work together, and also in a in a super uh, male world, the manufacturing world. We had one team leader. She um, she was here since like 18 years, um, Doris Wolfgarten. Um, and especially she grew a lot in all these um, projects that we have. So we saw a lot of people who, who, who 15 years were working uh, as a team leader of a team of three in order processing and never challenged themselves. So it was my, um, it was a big target of myself to when I um, search for a project team, I really choose uh, people who might not think about themselves that they can do this, and especially female leadership in in, in such a in, in, in such a change um, process was very very helpful because it was a male world, and now a, a female uh, project leader took over a, a lot of parts, and she made decisions different than other people, which led to super good new solutions and that would I, I would like to point out because that is um, way too often not the case because most of the times um, people choose project managers by they choose the best because they want to have the best um, outcome and they are they have fear that they choose some they, they would choose someone who are maybe is not um, their first choice and then the whole project goes down and for me this was different it was a little risk but it paid off in the end that, that sounds awesome. And uh, yeah, thank you ever so much for your time. It, it's been really interesting to speak to you. Yeah, perfect. Hopefully it was okay for you. Also my English. I'm not a native speaker, so hopefully no, it was understandable. Speak very, very well, honestly. Well, great. Ha have a good day. You too. Thank you very much. See you around. Bye. Bye.